I liked this movie. This movie was bad. I did not like this movie. Movie bad. Bad movie. I loved this movie. Fuck this movie. I really did not like this movie. Oh no! Don't ruin the movie for me! I loved this movie. The movie was good. Alright, I just want to warn you, spoiler alert. Just just hold off for a second. Just hold on, I gotta let one out. I hope I hope the whole thing makes it in. <laughs> okay. Alright. Yo! <laughs> What's up? Alrighty. Great to be here. All right. This is episode one of Spoiler Alert, a new podcast from yours truly. I'm Eric. I'm Nick. And uh, this is take seven of our introduction. We uh, we didn't really know how to start it because we kind of are going in raw on this podcast to start. We don't really, we don't know where we're going to let it kind of flow and go into its own own direction, but... That's, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah exactly. We're just we're that's just, how I approach every aspect of my life. Exactly, but uh, we are a movie themed podcast. Movie themed, you say? Yes, we're movie themed. We are essentially. How would you describe us, Nick? Are we we just kind of randomly picking movies that we kind of feel yeah. like talking about? Just two cowboys riding our horses, trying to get by, shooting outlaws, robbing banks. One last job. That's what this is. You wouldn't get that reference because you haven't seen Fast and Furious, which once we get into the thick of the podcast, we're going to start going in depth. I'm going to introduce Nick to all kinds of cinematic pieces of art, I guess. Is, I don't oh, yeah, know. That's, how to... that's my shtick. I've seen, I've never seen a movie before. This is my first movie that I've ever seen. <laughs> we're going to talk about it today. <laughs> yep, you never seen a movie I'm, before. I'm excited for the phenomenon of motion picture. I know it's a, an illusion, but it feels real to me. Uh, yeah, no, we uh, we decided because Nick's never seen a movie before that we were going to go into the podcasting world. We were going to talk about movies that we essentially kind of just I don't know how would we pick? How do we? What are we picking? Like how how would you describe that we're picking movies here? We're 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 kind of well, just doing our what, how would you... be film that would be a way to describe it or cinema video narrative features I guess that counts. What I was talking about was I was talking about the types of movies we're going to be discussing. Mm. Uh, that still applies, but it's essentially just randomized to what we're feeling. To right? that point, yes, uh, blindly picking with no real rhyme or reason. Yeah, I mean, we're going to kind of, essentially today, we're doing a Halloween-themed movie. We'll get into what we're talking about in a second, but we're kind of just, I don't know. You and I are both, we're film guys. We we like we liked the film. Uh, we're I like both, the idea of it, but yeah. as I said, I have not actually seen one. Yeah, the idea of a film, a motion picture, a cinematic art experience experience cinematic art experience we kind of just wanted to talk about movies we wanted to start a podcast together and we thought we'd go into something that we're interested in the idea of movies and yeah so we're just gonna be each week discussing a movie or movies we're kind of gonna get into the lay down of the segments uh because we while we don't have a rhyme or reason for the movies, we have kind of done the bare minimum of figuring out a layout of our episodes. Bare sort of like, a, like the bare minimum. We kind of just, and yeah, I mean, we're just gonna, we can kind of go into 
us, I guess, if you want to kind of jump into that real quick, talk about who we are. Oh, okay. I mean, kind of, you're going to, you're going to have to discuss what movies you may like. If you did have, if you have seen a movie, you're going to have to discuss the type of things you like. Got it. All right. If I have seen maybe five movies, they probably would be La La Land. That would be my favorite movie if I had seen it. Um, Miracle. That would be up there if I had actually seen that movie when it came out or afterwards at all. It's a good one. It's up there. Uh, for the me Nice too. Guys, which I know is on your list. Miracle and The Nice Guys. Yeah. And then uh, Crazy Stupid Love and Midnight in Paris. They all sound like movies. Midnight Cowboy in Paris. The end of, that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> Midnight Cowboy in Paris. Not quite. Not the John quite. the John Voight picture with Owen Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That, that would be a fucking crazy movie. John Voight and no I'm there's gotta be a movie out there where John Voight and Owen yeah. Wilson have been in a movie. Save that save that idea for later. Yes. All right. Well, those are good those are good movie choices. I've seen I actually haven't seen Midnight in Paris or Crazy Stupid Love, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean neither of you, but I yeah, have it might be good. Yeah, but so for me, I have a similar but also a few different choices, you know, because we're two different people. That's kind of how this works. That is uh, so true. I've man. actually seen these movies, though. Uh, my favorite movie would be American Psycho. It's it's a real crazy, crazy one. It's pretty psychotic. Yeah, it's a it's a good documentary. That, that gag uh, didn't land. Uh, we have that's okay. We have Casino Royale, which is one of the all timers for me. I mean, crazy crazy movie uh james bond's my favorite franchise we're gonna get into that a lot throughout this podcast not this specific episode but like in general we'll show do, at large we'll, yes. yeah we might even do a james bond themed episode we're gonna be theming episodes and we might get crazy uh the nice Very guys little. my number three too uh, that's a great one i, I think and then, and then um committing to the bit tropic thunder is my number four which uh, my number four has been changed from Speed Racer, which we will talk about for an episode eventually. We'll do a whole yeah. in depth. That's that's my I movie. Having, I had that Lego set as a child. And it was a good one. It was it a good was one. A good one. Had... The helmet was pretty sick. The car looked cool. It was all ground. Emil Emil Hirsch is a Lego. Great stuff. Yeah, that's what every child wants. John Goodman is an oversized Lego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They pro- I think they just made him normal sized. God have a lot of diversity in body types and Legos. It went from Speed Racer to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is uh, a, new a, a, new, a newer one, but I still really, that's, that's kind of taken the reins for me as the best Tarantino movie. Well, and that, I'll have you know, not to brag, I've been to the street where Sharon Tate was murdered in real life. Well, I've been to the street where I went to a street in LA once. So that was that. Damn, I, you got I, me good. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Sharon Tate was murdered. <laughs> yes. That's our. We don't know what happens in the movie. Exactly, because we've never seen it. Well, you haven't. Nice. And then, for recently, I've kind of so I rewatched Tropic Thunder, and yeah, that's kind of taken my number four. I think that movie is a gem. And I laugh hysterically at that movie every time I see it. So yeah, that's just a little bit. That's that's our movie tastes right there. Well, I'm, I can't do the bit anymore. You've seen movies. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. The jig is up. <laughs> yeah, that's right, a little let's, bit. Let's move on. But yeah, that's that's our a little bit of our movie taste. 
Let's go to the industry news transition. Well, well you're you know, you're you're skipping ahead. I'm not done the intro. We we didn't oh. even we just started this podcast. We got we got to go we got to go really in depth on who we uh, are and what the I show know. is. I don't know the rules. Fuck. So basic know. lay down of. Can we say fuck? Yeah, we can say fuck shit cock uh, cunt. Those balls. are the only four we can say. There's the only. Yeah, okay. So spoiler alert: our movie themed podcast is going to essentially be we pick a movie a week. So for this week, we're going to discuss the new Adam Sandler joint, Hubie Halloween. It's a Netflix original. And essentially, we came to terms with, like, both of us really enjoyed Hubie Halloween. So there's the spoiler alert of our thoughts on it. Uh, and we just kind of discuss, you know, what what the movie, you know, a couple points in the movie. We'll probably get a little spoilerly for any movie that we watch, obviously, because that's the title. Uh, but then we will talk about maybe a little background in the movie, uh, some of our favorite parts, and I don't know, just kind of discuss the movie that we see or, or movies, depending upon what type of episode we're kind of leaning towards that week. So let me see. I'm trying I to have get a bit to- idea that I can do every week and it matches my letterbox account. I can go <laughs> spoiler alert. I like this movie. Or spoiler alert, you didn't like this movie. Yeah, but I rarely don't like the movie. Exactly. We're both, to give a little bit of a prediction a every spin. week, we are, yeah, we're not really critics. We pretty much pick and choose stuff that we like. We're not very, <laughs> we're not, we're not very, uh, and even if we don't like a movie, we usually can find something to at least appreciate about it. Yeah, I feel like every movie is impressive in some way, just the fact that it was made. Like yeah. I'm still fascinated by the technology and except for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that movie was uh, a movie. You can't kind of you can't say anything other than that. You can't uh, take that away from them. But so we pick a movie every week and we talk about it or movies or it's like a pretty groundbreaking concept. Yeah, like even if you like I said that we're gonna do maybe series bits or we'll do a little um I don't know episodic segments where we'll kind of go into maybe like Nick hasn't seen the fast and furious movies and I've had an idea to introduce him to them and we'll discuss every week. Maybe we'll do like two fast and furious movies a week and we'll go into and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it for like, I don't know how many there's like nine movies or something. So we'll do two or so weeks. No, that'd be like five weeks. That'd probably be like a month of fast and furious. (laughs) We could do do like an episode. We could do one movie as like a segment per episode and like we'll do a full and extended review for certain ones like the first and last or something yeah whatever the Paul Walker death one is we haven't thought we haven't thought that far ahead yeah this part should probably be cut out (laughs) yeah uh logistics of our next episode we got just to go into a little bit of where we were kind of leaning we got our movie of the week that we pick we got occasionally we might have a we'll discuss what we've talked what we we each of us have watched this week you know minus the the movie that we're reviewing but we'll kind of go in like our individual watches and maybe give like little review blurbs about them uh we'll occasionally do some cool pitch ideas you know kind of pitch what if this happened what if that happened or we'll pitch things that maybe we would like to see Sometimes they'll be realistic. Other times they'll be insanely crazy. It depends on what we're pitching. We will talk about the latest movie TV news and go in depth on just some cool things that maybe have happened in the week. 
in case any of you that are listening know, there is a absolutely absurd and crazy pandemic that shouldn't be lasting this long, but it's it's still going. And in terms of movie news, every week the movie news is this this thing that you really wanted to see last April. It's coming out three years from now. So we haven't really we our movie news will be scattered. Um most of the stuff can I, will, can I do a verbal meme or or a reference? Yeah. Um Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems. Why would you show it to me if I can't have it? Like talking about any movie that's been announced in the past year. If your movie wouldn't come out on Netflix, isn't coming out on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or any of the streaming services, don't expect to see it. Yeah. Good meme too. Thank you. Thank you. So then we'll do occasional 50-50 Russian roulette we've decided on, which means that we will have a couple movies or no, I mean, we haven't really discussed, we're going to go more in depth on the logistics uh, off pod and kind of figure out how we would go about it. But essentially just think like both of us will, will have a movie choice and we'll, we'll narrow it down to two and each of us have to watch that said movie. So the examples we used were nine lives, the Kevin Spacey. Uh, we don't condone Kevin Spacey on this podcast, but he was in this movie. Uh, he plays a cat <laughs> and then we do condone cats. Yes. And then the David Fincher classic seven. So essentially we would use like Nick would watch nine lives and I would watch seven or vice versa. And then we'd have to kind of like compare them, which I think it should be we both have to fight for why our movie is better. I like that one. That's actually yeah. that's actually not a bad idea. That's that's good. All right, yeah. so that We'd there have it is. To have like a guest be the judge or something. Yeah, and the guest won't be Kevin Spacey. I mean, he's available. <laughs> unless he's making unless he's making another creepy Thanksgiving I'm still watching you video that he makes every year. Then we'll have occasional, if we want to do for that week, instead of the movie of the week being a single movie, we might do a remake original double feature or something along those lines, which we'll actually be doing next week. We will give you at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about what that is. And yeah, I mean, as you can tell, this is still pretty much in the early going. So bear with us. We're going to eventually get it down, Pat, and we're going to be flowing like, Niagara Falls herself, beautifully, majestically. I know I I use that reference because you are in the Canadian province, the Canada Dry region. Canada is not a province. That's what that's Canadian province of Ontario. No, that's from Hubie Halloween, dude. He says he goes. I goes. He goes. I know. My girlfriend lives in the Canadian, the, the Canadian uh, province, the Canada Dry region. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, but yeah, hot start. Yeah, you you I didn't actually already. you didn't watch the movie, so that's, yeah, I've never seen a movie. But yeah, so that's kind of where we're going to be going. Uh, every week, we hope to get a little bit better. But you know, we're just two guys. We love movies, and we're going to talk about them, and we're going to try to have some fun. Occasionally, we're going to have guests bring on uh, some people we know. Maybe we'll get to a point where we could bring on some people we don't know, some fun people who just want to talk about movies, and that's it's kind of it's kind of where we're going. I mean, it's, yeah, um, I'll I'll make a pledge right now. Any person who wants to be on the show, if I find out about it, I'll let you come on. And yeah, I'm always happy to have. I don't know. I I don't know how you feel. I mean, we both went to film school, and ninety percent of film school is kind of bullshitting about movies, and then finding out that the people that you're talking to 
have really shitty opinions and then you just don't want to talk to them uh, anymore. I'm not going to go on record saying that in case Boston University wants to name a building after me someday. I'm assuming that Temple University doesn't remember me. Well, I'm going to make sure they do, buddy. Until you and I make a hit movie. Yes. And then you'll become a Temple University student through proxy. Yeah, I mean, I have a Temple, like, t-shirt somewhere. I thought you had your letter of admissions probably somewhere, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of... That's kind of where we're going. We will happily have people jump on. I already got a couple people in the pipeline that want to have asked because they knew we were starting a podcast. They've said, yo, Eric, can I come on the podcast? And I was like, no, bitch, you can't come on the podcast. But just yeah. kidding. Yeah, actually, little indie filmmaker named Martin. Sheen? I mean, his last name starts with an S, but I'm not going to name drop him like that on, on the first epi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is there another Martin S that I don't know that because I'm thinking of someone and I don't. A little indie filmmaker named Martin S loves Marvel movies. Oh, he's, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's Martin Sheen. Yeah, the one you already <laughs> said. Yeah, I mean, it's Martin Sheen. You're gonna, we're going to get Martin Sheen to come on here and talk about The West Wing, a show that you and I have never seen. <laughs> I've watched the first episode multiple times. I tried I watching. Don't the know what happens. I've tried watching the first episode, and it didn't. It didn't really tickle my fancy. And I'm a big Sorkin guy, which we will kind of go into a little bit yeah. in our I what like we watched this week. Room, but I didn't care much. For Newsroom has been something that people have recommended to me. I, I, it's fifty fifty on people saying it's great, and there's fifty fifty saying this show is ridiculous with its politics. I usually try and dissociate things sometimes politically from what i'm watching unless it's like really 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 on the nose i mean this show kind of is because it's about like a cnn type network exactly so i feel like it depends on that's more of a show where it really depends on what where you lie but i don't know i can usually just appreciate things for the craft i mean i have the more the older i've gotten services. yes the older i've gotten <laughs> i'll say the more i things the belief of what i'm seeing on screen may be swaying me in terms of where i'm where i'm falling on the enjoyment of the movie but i do think that i can enjoy something based on at least it being kind of good or bad but also we'll get we'll get into that we'll get what i can enjoy something based on it being kind of good or bad these are the hot takes people want to (laughs) hear this is how you shoot to the top of the podcast charts anyway shooting ahead all right (laughs) What's next on the docket, Eric? I think we should jump into, I don't know. Do you want to do the, the week's news or do you want to go into what we watch? Should we bang the news out real quick? Yeah, quick bites. All right. No so, no plugs, not any streaming service. We're talking about just quick bites, little bites, brownies. All right. So what happened with, uh, what happened this week? Let's, let's talk about the news. Let's talk about movie news. Static shock. Static shock. Outlier Society and Michael B. Jordan. I've had to put a lot of calls into Outlier Society for my job. I got in trouble with my boss because their phone number wasn't working on the day before Labor Day. It's not important. <laughs> this is a static shock movie. I'm excited for it. 
Yeah. Um, if you got any of that, maybe I might be the one who, you know, <laughs> says the news because I don't know if that made any fucking sense. I think it made sense. <laughs> Psst, static, shocking. I had a shock at work once. Static, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Outlier, no, Outlier Society's producing it. Yeah. Uh, well, and I and I had to call Outlier Society multiple times. Is that Michael B. Jordan's company? It's his company, yeah. Well, I could give you Michael B. Jordan's phone number on air right now. I'll do it. You know, in our first episode, I don't know if we want to get you fired from your fucking job because you're giving out Michael B. Jordan's number. I also don't think I have it. The I thir- just have his office number. It's a thirst trap waiting to happen. That's a good way to get fucking <laughs> fans is, yeah. oh, shit. If I want to make a quick turn into film uh, journalism, I can just start dropping numbers, <laughs> making big splashes. Subscribe for one number a week. Then you got to piece yeah. together the fucking phone number in yep. nine weeks. Yeah. But what you were saying is Michael B. Jordan will be producing the Static Shock movie, which is a movie adaptation of the comic book based on Static Shock, who is... It was also a, a popular TV show. That was where I was getting. On the WB network, I believe. It was one of the few superhero series that was starring a black character. It's huge. It's It was huge early on representation of superheroes in the black community. I think the show definitely when I was younger was a really big deal. I remember even I used to watch it. See, I'm blanking because... A lot of the only show that I really remember as a kid is Batman Beyond because I watched that shit fucking mm. religiously. But I remember, I think Batman Beyond had a crossover with Static Shock. I think there was a Static Shock crossover. Yeah, I think there was. I feel like I remember seeing that. And I, I actually think that's what I remember mostly about Static Shock. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I mean, Michael B. Jordan to me is one of the top tier actors working right now. I don't really hate anything that he's in. He's he's kind of on a roll in the bright four that's the best movie he's ever been in Uh, i haven't seen it (laughs) i've read the wikipedia i've seen all i could do i've seen it i just i've seen i've seen it in a way that i've seen most of it but i feel like i didn't miss anything that i didn't need to but also there wasn't enough to miss it's it's a it's a weird movie i can't wait for make a side note i've been watching the fantastic four cartoon on disney plus it isn't very good but like it's just kind of fun for like nostalgia and to see all the different characters that fantastic four has i excited for marvel cinematic universe the spider-man cartoon from fox is kind of the same way but i think that's actually good yeah yeah i watched a little bit of the old spider-man too yeah uh, yeah it's like retro and obviously dated but it's fun the the thing about the spider-man cartoon that i've noticed when i i used to have it on hulu before disney plus was a thing and I watched up to the episode when Blade came in, and then it fucking they took it off of of Hulu. I guess that's when Disney what a cliffhanger. Did, I know, and then it gets on Disney Plus now, so I should probably jump back in and finish it. The thing I'll say is it's really entertaining and fun. The animation kind of doesn't completely age well, but it works still. Yeah. And uh, the funniest part about it is when you watch something like Batman the Animated Series. That's that's kind of an adult show in a way because like there's characters with guns and people are getting shot. Yeah. In Spider-Man, they all have laser guns because Fox didn't want to promote guns. Mm. So they have laser guns and it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but it's kind of, I know, but it kind of adds to it. I kind of enjoy it. Speaking uh, of Spider-Man, is something going on in, in the world of Spider-Man? 
There is. I, you know what? I got to say a good fucking segue right there. You might be the segue king now. So it's now. done. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man 3 officially starts production. Yes. I think it's yesterday. Yeah. They started yesterday. There's been a lot of Spider-Man 3 news recently. Uh, no one really knows what's true, what's not. Um, I'm just going to kind of go down a quick rundown so we're not on this story for longer than we need to be since we got a lot to get done in our first episode. Uh, So essentially started production yesterday. Benedict Cumberbatch signed on to be in it as Dr. Strange, which like isn't that big of a deal, but it is because they've been leaning more into the crazy dimension, crazy multiple dimensions. I mean, WandaVision's coming out later this year for the MCU. Uh, Dr. Strange 2 is called the multiverse of madness so essentially they're kind of saying like there's going to be multiple universes and jamie fox is coming back was announced a couple weeks ago as electro who he previously played in the not so great amazing spider-man 2 uh also wasn't that great in that movie so it doesn't really make 100 percent sense why he's coming back but i think something they could do is if it's he's not such an all-star that you know yes. do a good job no one knows if it, it yeah no one knows if it's a hundred percent even the same electro or if it's going to be a different electro in a different universe that's where it gets kind of funky uh and then there's a lot of rumors about toby Maguire and andrew garfield both returning as like different spider-men from different universes and there's been rumors that there's been a casting tape going around for Miles Morales. And I mean, it's just kind of thing that I told you about, but we can't tell anyone else. I don't remember what it is, so I can't that tell anyone other, anyway. If, that other casting that's going on in, uh, in the Spider-Man world. I don't remember it. Okay. Well, we can bleep out what I'm about to say, but it's. Yeah. 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 And they're also looking at, which is an interesting idea. And Bill Maher as yeah, as Spider-Woman. <laughs> Bill Maher, you can leave in. That, that <laughs> one is public knowledge. There's a lot of Spider-Man stuff going on, and it just seems like Sony and Marvel. I mean, the craziest thing about this is Sony and Marvel, when was it? It was right before the pandemic. There was the whole, we don't know if Spider-Man 3 is even going to happen. Oh, yeah, I forgot Cause, about that. Yeah, because... Uh, the deal kind of broke after Far From Home. Yeah, and then and, they did that whole press tour where it's like, Tom Holland saved Spider-Man. Yeah. But really, that's just not how it works. And everyone's kind of like, oh, do we, uh, is there going to be a Spider-Man 3? Is it going to be in the MCU? And then they eventually got a deal done because Disney and Sony, well, Sony realized that Disney essentially saved the Spider-Man character. And then, or at least the Peter Parker Spider-Man character. Yeah. And then... Now there's essentially kind of going into the whole like multiverse and kind of being like, well, they don't take place in the same universe, but we can kind of still use them in the same universe because they're not in the same dimension. It's kind of like what the Flash did in the Flash TV show when like Supergirl came on when it was like she's from Earth 666 or something and the Flash is in another Earth. So they were in the same show and they know each other, but they went back. It's it, it's essentially it's a convoluted way for them to all share rights without to them just being like, why don't we just kind of merge? Because 
it's it's a good backdoor deal to them being like, well, fuck you. No, you can't have my character anymore. And it's an easy exit. But I just don't see Spider-Man not being a part of the MCU anymore. I just, yeah, I think. I think, I think they've think, both learned that it's mutually beneficial yeah. for him I, to be in the MCU. I know fans don't really have a say in a lot unless you're Zack Snyder. But I do think that they've seen like the outrage that was happening when they were kind of leaning towards the, we're just going to make a Spider-Man movie, not in the MCU. And everyone was like, you're fucking stupid. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they were like, oh, you know what? Never mind. We're going to do it. So, yeah, that's, that's, I know that was kind of a lot and that we didn't really, you know, we kind of just went into a word diarrhea of Spider Man news, <laughs> but that's kind of how it's been for the past couple yeah. weeks. So essentially, uh, it started filming. First look is apparently coming in December. That's, that was the story. Your first or second. All right, what's the next story uh, that you got? I'd say let's up? just go to the next one. Let's talk about Dexter and probably leave it at that because I feel like we're going well almost like 20 minutes deep into this segment. Well, there's a lot of news. But yeah, all right. So the last thing that we'll discuss, well, before we get into Dexter, I'll just say that I um, I was a big fan of Dexter. The first four seasons, not the last couple. The last couple really went off the deep end. And... I have been clamoring for, if not a reversal of the season eight finale, at least a season nine to be able to come in and maybe like course correct and give us an ending that feels more in tune to the character. And I got my wish the other day when Showtime essentially came out of nowhere and said the infamous surprise motherfucker and announced Dexter is returning for a limited series reboot on Showtime next year. At the end of season eight, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched, Dexter went off after killing people for eight years and after a really badly written romance with his sister. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you heard that first. Or at least uh, his sister getting the hots for her brother. They're not in the show. They're not. They're not related by blood because Dexter was adopted, but it the way the show kind of was whack. plays out, it's not great. It's not it's not a good look for Don't either of the characters. Have sex with your adopted sister. Stance of the podcast. Yeah, we do not condone sex with your adopted sister. But yeah, Dexter's coming back. The original showrunner who was there from season one to four, Clyde Phillips is returning for this reboot t- uh, miniseries, which is great because that means that he's not going to become a fucking lumberjack like how it ended and go off into an exile. Yeah, dude. Dream. No, he no, he literally that. like, all right, so his sister dies in a coma. He, he, go, he drives headfirst into a hurricane on a boat, and then it's presumed he dies. Then the final shot is just him as a lumberjack. And I shit you not, it makes no sense, but it's... It's weirdly become the most memeable ending ever. It's like the universally hated ending for any TV show. I just can't. Yeah, I never. I've heard nothing but disdain for that. The first four seasons are great. After the John Lithgow serial killer season, that was where it kind of fell apart. I think that's the last season that I watched. Yeah, that was the that was that ending was that had a great finale. But I'm hoping that they kind of pick up here. Uh, it's going to be ten seasons. Ten seasons. It's going to be ten episodes. And yeah, hearing that Michael C. Hall is coming back as Dexter, Clyde Phillips is coming back. He essentially said that Clyde Phillips said that it's not a season nine. It's not a reboot. It's our way to write our own 
official ending to the show. So it sounds like they're going to pretty much get the chance to wrap it up the way they wanted to. And who knows? I mean, these miniseries can, if it, if it gets a lot of ratings and people really like it, I'm sure they would be like, ah, we'll do another one. But I just, I'll take 10 more episodes of Dexter that are good to wipe out the 39 that were bad. So yeah, I'm excited. 39 bad seasons? 39 bad episodes because it was oh, like thir- okay. it was like 13 no it would actually be it would be 52 because it was four seasons of bad bullshit oh yikes so half the show was good half the show was really good half the show was bad the surprise motherfucker was from season one though so that's that was good that's a big surprise yeah so i'm excited for dexter and yeah i mean that's that's pretty much the news uh it wasn't it was a it was a little rough rough landing with our news the way we presented the news, but I think by the what end, what are you we- talking about? I thought you nailed that a thousand percent. No, there's no room for improvement. We're the best podcast out there. We're better than anything that butt fuck sports does. Yeah, or NPR. Are they a podcasting they network? Out NPR. I mean, basically, NPR's got a lot of podcasts. Yeah, they always pop up on my Spotify daily. Like for some weird reason, it's like here's your daily drive. And then it's NPR. I'm just like, why the yeah. fuck is NPR popping up on my shit? Yeah. Here's a random question, Eric. What did you watch this week? Anything in- interesting? No. Oh, okay. What about like in the last 10 days? No, I did watch stuff this week. I watch, we've, we've established before we started recording that I watch a lot of movies. You had some trouble <laughs> finding movies that you watch. Uh, a lot going on. Yeah. You have a life. I don't, it's It's fine. <laughs> but what did I watch this week? I watched Friday, Saturday night. I watched the brand new Aaron Sorkin movie, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. It was a, uh, I, I think it was a pretty damn good movie. It, uh, I think it's going to run away best picture. There's <laughs> a hot take. Yeah, but no, it was a great movie. I recommend it to anyone. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it because I know you haven't seen it and I don't want to spend, I, I want to spend the most time on Hubie Halloween because that's the movie that we really picked this week to talk about. Yeah, but yeah, real art. Trial of the Chicago 7 is a movie that I think everyone should see. I know a lot of people have been saying it's real timely, it's important to see. I would say I do think that. I don't think it's as, I think the way the story plays out is important and it's timely. I don't think I think it's more Aaron Sorkin when he kind of wants to write about something, he doesn't use the message. He just wants to write about specific things. Like he just like, he cares more about certain characters in this movie than the overall like politically charged race. He just wants to write about certain characters. But I do think that the story is so widely known and such a, such a crazy and kind of, weirdly uplifting but heartbreaking because we're still going through the same bullshit in 2020 that they went through in 1968 the story is so good that it can honestly like you're someone's going to get something out of it and it's it's a movie that's going to be discussed for the next few months i i don't i think and it's on netflix so i think everyone should watch it that was probably the best movie i've watched since the in the past couple days i watched a couple horror movies since halloween time Hey, we only get, we're only doing one. We're oh wait, one, are we? One a piece. One a piece. Oh, are we? Are we? I didn't. Yeah. I thought we were going to like get a to weekly the score. Uh, all right. No pad the stats. All right. Fuck you then. Fine. But Could did you... uh, did Borat hang dong? No. <laughs> oh damn it. He'll hang dong this week in Borat too when it comes out on That's Amazon funny. Prime. Yeah, he's got a Ooh, crazy that week. That's side note. That should be the election day episode. Borat, Borat too. too. Yeah. 
we'll do a Borat episode. Yeah. That sounds good to me. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, I watched Uncut Gems. I mean, I didn't watch it this week, but Thema- don't the- need no, to worry the- about when I the- watched it. Thematically relevant for what we're talking about today. Yes, uh, it. The performance given by Adam Sandler provides a good foil to that in Hubie Halloween. Uh, They're kind of similar the characters. Yeah, they're both sort of outcasts in their community, but they. Both Jewish. Yeah, that's true. I think. No, no, Hubie Halloween is Jewish. He makes a he makes a comment of it. <laughs> okay, cool. Howard um, Ratner is definitely Jewish. The whole movie yeah. is about. Well, Jews. yeah, they yeah. they have like the um, they talk about sitting Shiva and the rabbis involved. Yeah, um, good movie. Stressed me the fuck out. Yeah, those Safties are fucking amazing. I mean, I firstly I was surprised. Go be you. I was surprised that it took you so long to see Uncut Gems. I really thought you saw it a while ago. Yeah, I meant to see it multiple times. And then just Have you seen Good Time? Yes, I saw Good okay. Time. I watched okay. that like the beginning of quarantine. That is a movie that the same similar type of uh, tone yeah, where it's just it's out. just anxious. Their their filming style is it's they're weirdly like it, it their movies feel bigger than they are. Like the way they shoot is it seems like the it, it feels very they shoot movies like blockbusters when they're not blockbusters. Like yeah. the way that they're shot. It's just like the color. Like it's just, I don't know the, that uncut gems, so uncut fast. gems was in my top three last year. It was, it's fucking, it's an unreal movie. And Adam Sandler's great. Uh, Lakeith Stanford, like I'm sure you thought the same. And then uh, Kevin Garnett, did I say Stanford again? Yes. <laughs> That's his brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With different last name. Sure. That works out. Uh, yeah, I thought Sandman did some great work. Obviously, paled in comparison to the performance in Hubie Halloween. Now, Hubie Halloween, I mean, I know I talked about this trial of Chicago 7, but Adam Sandler, they deserve to give him an Oscar for snubbing him last year. Hubie Halloween, yeah. best actor 2021. You heard it here first. So does that mean we can just jump right into Hubie? Yes. Halloween? Hubert okay. Schubert Halloween. All right. Can I can I read out the uh like the log line? Yeah. Okay. Hubie Halloween follows a delicatessen worker that loves Halloween who must save the town of Salem, Massachusetts from a kidnapper. A uh, kidnapper. A kidnap a kidnapper. Uh, so close, so close. <laughs> is that is that the fucking log line? Yeah, that's the Wikipedia. Dude, that doesn't do justice to the fucking. No, that's not even close. There's so much more. Yeah, this on. movie is like might be more complex than fucking Uncut Gems. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. Way more characters. This is like an uns- yeah. This is like the beginning of his Sandler verse. Yeah, uh, you've got Kev James as the police officer man, rocking the fucking. His character has a name. No, rocking the greatest Downey. beard. Wait, his name's Steve Downey. Yes, Flyers legend Steve Downey. <laughs> Dude, this movie is ridiculous. I love it. Um, before we jump into this, we'll just say this episode you know, is brought to you by Hubie Halloween. <laughs> it's uh, it's on Netflix. It came out October seventh, so you can watch it anytime you want. I would recommend it. Um, yeah. 
And also, if we ever are sponsored by anything in the future, for some reason, I do not support that product, no matter what I say. I want to put that out now. Any future sponsorship is a lie. I would not support any product that gives us money. It would be a dishonest endorsement. All right, moving on. All right, Hubie Halloween. Stars as Violet Valentine, Hubie's crush. Wait, Speed, before we jump into more cast, have you noticed that the Adam Sandler movies, he loves his double Bs? Yeah. Vicky Valancourt, Veronica. Vaughn. Vaughn. Uh, Violet Valentine. Um, uh, I, I can't remember any There of are a bunch of other. Yeah, the, like every movie he has, it's a double V love interest. Yeah, and even in Big Daddy, her name is Vanessa. It's probably Vanessa's fucking vagina. Vanessa vagina. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's actually her her official name in the credits. Yeah, Vanessa Vagina is her name. We got, you said Julie Bowen. We got Rob Schneider in quite possibly the most Rob Schneidery role ever as a man who escapes. Oh, if you guys haven't noticed from how many times we've said it, spoiler alert. But uh, yes. at this point, it's your loss if you haven't. It's the name of the show. Yeah, it's on I, the thumbnail. Yeah, I think that kind of excludes us from having to say spoiler alert too many times during the episode is that our title is spoiler alert. Yeah. All right. Well, you got Rob Schneider as the Richie Hartman character, the guy who, who escaped from the mental institution earlier in the movie. You know, and- people, they throw this criticism around all the time, but Rob Schneider is just playing himself. <laughs> yeah, dude, he pees his pants the whole movie. Like that's he's he a just... man who escaped a mental hospital. <laughs> his arc is I like to pee a lot, and he pees. Like that's that's kind of a great paycheck. He's like, ah, I'm just gonna come on the set, piss my pants, and then yeah, work smart, not hard. Uh, June Squibb is Hubie's mother with. Uh, the colorful t-shirts throughout the movie where those are uh, excellent yeah you know you got the one that says it doesn't lick itself muff diving in uh yeah school and uh, there's some classics boner donor boner donor yeah that's a classic. uh keenan thompson as a cop where keenan thompson really didn't do anything in the movie he just showed up like he wasn't even yeah. that funny which he is like like two scenes and he just kind of is there yeah. but Dude, he's I, a nice guy yeah I, I I do like Keenan Thompson. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I want to read off the whole cast because there's a lot. We'll just go. Steve Buscemi's in it. Maya Rudolph, Michael Chiklis, Tim the Meadows. Thing. Yeah, the, the thing. Man. And I left this guy last. Ray Liotta is <laughs> yes. in this movie. He's oh, done multiple Adam Sandler projects, right? As no, uh, was he? I think he was in Grown Ups. I, I, I thought this was the first time that he showed up in an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, maybe. But that's why it was so mind-blowing to me that the guy who plays Henry Hill, I mean, now he's just known as the the guy from those, what are the commercials he's on? The smoking commercials? Oh, Chantix. Yeah, I know him as the Chantix yeah. man. Ray the Chantix man. Uh, now he's in the Adam Sandler-verse as this italian guy who is bullying oh i was thinking of wild hogs oh dude that's a, he's oh. a bad guy in that he's awesome in that movie. oh that movie's an underrated classic <laughs> i watched that movie so much in like the summer of sixth grade oh dude i don't know I, why i did too it was always on it was always on stars <laughs> yeah uh, but um yeah ray Liotta's in this as essentially just a dick and his one scene that got me and i'll say was when they're at the funeral and hubie's trying to figure out the one character 
and he goes Huey walks up to the mother and goes sorry my boner which means like he doesn't know what the term boner is mistake yeah and and the mom walks away and goes why is he talk about his boner (laughs) i mean he fucking shit my pants so hard during the middle of the movie there's a couple lines that got me i love that he like got buried alive yeah and then that scene happened i didn't think they were willing to actually bury him no and then you you pointed it out and i caught it in my i watched it again yesterday to kind of re just kind of see it again because i watched it when it first came out the day it came out and uh the the dead speak when he says the thing and i didn't realize that was a jab at star wars and i didn't think it was until i saw it and i was like no that's that's a, i think he says the line been, right? he says the line verbatim that they say in the crawl of the that's uh the rise of skywalker the line in the crawl right yeah speak yeah, and that was like a whole meme because everyone was like, holy shit, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, like what a lame way to like announce that a main character is back to life. <laughs> the and... dead speak. Oh, no, the dead speak. And he just falls in the hole. Yeah. But yeah, Hubie Halloween, it's 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 kind of the, the best movie that's ever been made. That's, that's putting it gently towards other movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever checked out any of Adam Sandler's other things. on. The, or first, Adam Sandler is my guy like i love adam sandler i love the sandman i anybody who says that oh adam sandler makes bad movies adam sandler makes stupid stuff adam sandler is a fucking genius okay he gets to hang out with his friends for like a hundred million dollar movies and gets to just like make stupid things and have fun like i don't know about you but that's that's what you want out of life is to be an idiot with your friends and but going back to that I love all of Adam Sandler's early stuff. Probably, I mean, the last thing that I loved that before he kind of went off was um, "That's My Boy." You know, that's one of my mm-hmm. one of my all timers. Yeah. Uh, and then "Grown Ups." I'm not the biggest fan of "Grown Ups," surprisingly. Yeah, I I think it has its moments. I like the the first one when I first saw it. I liked it because the first the first on. one's actually good. Yeah. The the or like not good, but the first one's actually like entertaining. Yeah. Uh, the second one's just I don't I didn't really like that yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't that watch was... the second one all the way through. I I didn't. Uh, I didn't um, and then I mean, there's like Jack and Jill, and that's where he really went down. And then he got the Netflix deal, and all of his Netflix movies that I've checked out, I haven't enjoyed. I didn't. I I thought there, I couldn't get through the Ridiculous Six, and that's I like I feel like that. that yeah. I feel like that would be the type of movie that like Eric would like, but he. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hubie Halloween's he do... the was the do-over with uh, yeah that was him that was him yeah i thought that was okay uh my parents were really big fans of it i think i was just kind of like laughing along with them um it wasn't really my this was the first time in a while where i've watched an adam sandler movie and i watched this by myself and i was laughing like i was with people and that's how i can judge that this was actually like this reminded me of like billy madison which Mm. i mean going back to that uh, the Happy Gilmore janitor, or not janitor, the the guy who works at the retirement the orderly, home, yeah. the orderly ben who Stiller. Ben Stiller shows up in the opening in this movie, which kind of alludes to the fact that these movies take place in the same universe. I think you said that this takes place in the same town as Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I, think I don't. It. it looks very similar. I don't know if it the if Happy Gilmore was Sa- Salem. You could probably retcon it and say they are yeah. at this point, but yeah. It's kind of cool to know that that can be a thing in the future. Yeah, and it could be a fun thing. Yeah. 
Hubie Halloween. Shout out to uh, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. That kid looks like a little man now. Yeah, no. Remember when he's he like, walks got in? A jaw. Remember when he walks into the 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 coffee shop to impress the girl? He goes, "I like a manly black coffee," and I'm just like, "Yo, this kid's yeah. balls dropped in the middle of the shooting." Like, he was yeah, just, I know. What yeah. happened to like fucking little Will uh, Byers? Yeah, no, he's all like, I mean, it's weird because they're all growing up really quickly, and that means that they have to get that show done in the next like year, because or else yeah, like, or else these kids are gonna have like facial beards, and they're supposed yeah. to be fucking. They look like college kids. <laughs> But they're supposed to be actually. It, it would kind of be funny if it was like Wet Hot American Supper when they come back and they're and all they like, just "Don't full, address that they're forty. Yep, yeah. Yep. But yeah. Oh, can I tell you a thing that I I was working on with Jeff, like a funny pitch, uh, for a character. Basically, it's a uh, it's like an Italian mafia type family, and the daughter is she's like a in like her twenties or thirties. Uh, an adult daughter like the Sopranos. Uh, her name is Sistine, and she's married to this total square named David, and his last name is Chappelle. So, and he's like this boring, like plain bread white dude named David Chappelle. And he's always like, no, not that David Chappelle, the famous IRS auditor or whatever, like some bullshit. Not, he doesn't reference Dave Chappelle ever, but it also makes Sistine, her character's name is Sistine Chappelle. Like the Sistine Chapel. I was gonna say that her name would be Sistine Chappelle. Is this your is this your Adam Sandler character that you're pitching? No, but I mean, she would fit in. I think she would be Rob Schneider's daughter from uh, from Grown Ups. Grown Ups Three. Yeah, this is my Grown Ups Three edition. Okay, I think to we'll wrap it up with Hubie Halloween, but you can obviously tell that we both really, really liked it. We had fun with it. I'm this I've I've seen it twice already and I've liked it both times and I'm gonna throw it into my Halloween watch yeah, every year. I think it's a fun like not quite like Halloween town level of like tradition, but it's like accessible fun it's, for the family. Like I watched it with my mom. It's a goofy easy watch. Like you don't really yeah. like you don't have to think about it. You can kind of just watch it and enjoy what you're seeing. It's it's kind of harmless. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I don't know. It's fun to see Adam Sandler. Like, I just I think the older I've gotten, I've appreciated Adam Sandler more for who he is. And like, I think actually going from Uncut Gems to this, you're almost kind of like, wow. Like Adam Sandler is a great actor. <laughs> like he's yeah, he, yeah. Like he's actually almost like got range. I mean, he yeah. That that first a lot of I've noticed a lot of people too online were saying like is Hubie supposed to be mentally challenged and that says a lot about our society because I was just like he's just a goofy guy with a uh, with a voice or speech impediment yeah but, he's just the Adam Sandler voice like yeah it uh, what did we say what, called, what did what did we say it was like it was um Bobby Boucher plus uh, Donnie Berger the, Donnie Berger that's the character yeah. Name. That's my boy. Yeah, it's like a weird mix. Yeah. And this character kind of reminded me of like a slightly smarter Bobby Boucher. Like that's yeah. kind of what Bobby he... Boucher had his shit together a little bit. Yeah. Like he's weirdly like there's scenes where he's aware and it seems like he's actually kind of smart. And then there's scenes where he's like, I don't know what boner means. <laughs> so yeah. like 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 it kind of almost feels like Adam Sandler was choosing the character arcs during the movie. Like during the shooting, like he didn't know yeah. where the character was gonna go, 
it, it had to have been a heavy improv movie. Yeah, it had that feeling, just like that the way and the it, scenes kind of bounce back and forth between and it, the characters. Yeah, I, I don't think, I wonder if they even knew that the mom was going to be the fucking culprit. Like, if they were like, wouldn't it be funny if it's the mom? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not the kind of movie that they wrote out, uh, I, that they I, had planned out the whole way through. I think no, I said it was just a bunch of dudes having a couple beers, and they, yeah. they thought to themselves, like, wouldn't this be a funny movie? Yeah, and that's I how it just kind of shooting the shit. Yeah. You kind of spitball ideas, and then oh, all of a sudden you got a movie on Netflix. All that right, easy. <laughs> that's 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 our goal right here. In order for us to break into the industry, is to create a movie about a guy with a thermos for a Swiss Army knife. Um. All right. The last thing I'll say on Hubie Halloween is I think you and I let's pick uh let's pick our our favorite part of Hubie Halloween. It doesn't have to be a scene or anything. It can just be your, your, the thing you love the most about Hubie Halloween. Oh, I know mine easily. When um, the woman who played the nun in <laughs> uh, Billy Madison, who was like, if peeing your pants is cool, I'm Miles yep. Davis. When she, when she showed up in the street behind Hubie, uh, you want to say the line because I think I'll butcher it. I All right. I'm asexual, but that lady's making me hell horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was just like so out of left field dude and then hubie's hubie turns and around and he goes he go, hubie turns around he goes hmm <laughs> that's like the whole like that's yeah. his reaction he doesn't even like yeah. he doesn't make a big deal out of it. he's just like oh but uh i mean that's what that was my favorite part but i'll pick something else just for the sake of variety my favorite part uh okay it's i don't know if it's my favorite part but the the part that really gets me is when you find out that steve buscemi's character and uh rob snyder are just crazy people who are fucking just like friends who just wanted to hang or who escaped and then they're like ah, i'm just gonna go back with you and they're sitting in the police precinct and rob snyder does the peeing but he's like i'm peeing right now and he just starts like yeah and then rob snyder just is has his hand on steve buscemi's face and rob snyder just starts licking it like a werewolf and he's oh, getting yeah. pet and you just see you see rob, uh steve buscemi's like leg waggling like a dog he's like oh it's fucking so stupid but it's so funny yeah and also they just casually mention at the end that he wasn't a werewolf and it was just he was just delirious oh and then and then no and then the part that they really go into is like who killed the pig and he's like that was me i was hungry so he just butchered a pig and then ate it like like a raw pig (laughs) also uh shout out to ray liotta hitting on uh a 22 a 20 no she's 22 dude she's not even the teacher is she like Uh, a volunteer or something i don't know but i looked up her age during the movie when i was watching it today she's 22 like ray liotta's like yeah and like ray liotta's 70 dude like that's yeah i mean the character was she might have been she might have been like 25 but like uh, still still. homies at least doubled up on her and my favorite bit is like, oh, I struck out on you. I'm going to go take it out on Hubie. And he just I like, know. That was such an absurd line. Yeah. I mean, this movie, if you can tell from our the way we're just talking about it, it's not high high art cinema, but it's something that I think for 100 minutes, anyone that watches it is going to... If you're If you're not one of those people that has a stick up your ass and you're very like, the things I have to watch have to mean something... I think you can really enjoy this. I think it's just really fun. I think it's entertaining. And I would say it's probably the best Adam Sandler movie, like in that Adam Sandler, Happy Madison type thing. It's the best movie he's done since 
Probably yeah, first click. First time in a while. Probably click. Because yeah. I, I, as much as I love That's My Boy, I think that's like, that's not everyone's favorite. I just think that would be so absurd. That I didn't, I didn't care for click because I was a little boy and it made me sad. Yeah, that um, ending. That's because I watched it with my dad and I was like, oh no, I don't want my dad to die. Like click. You don't want your dad to be a 400 pound man yeah. and then, and then, look at my flap. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got the titties. <laughs> I got the titties. <laughs> but uh, nah, I, I would recommend this movie to pe- I anyone. Think that's my boy. I liked. I think no. 2012. That's probably my last favorite. I, I just was picking like Click was the last like I don't know the the last general consensus Adam Sandler movie. I feel it, but that's underrated, my boy. Uh, funny people, underrated Sandler. But movie. I don't know if that's an Adam Sandler movie because it's a Judd yeah, Apatow true. It's movie. not. Yeah, it's not yeah. A, a Happy Madison type. Because like, there's that other movie in 07 that came out where him and Don Cheadle are like friends and his wife died in nine 11 and he just like rain over me or something. Oh yeah. And apparently yeah, yeah. that's like real. That's like an Adams. That's like an uncut gems punch drunk love types. If you haven't seen, I don't know if you've seen punch drunk love. I have not. You need to watch that movie's unreal. Like that movie is like, that's that and uncut gems are his two. Like, wow. Like that. He's so good. Uh, I mean, it's PTA and Adam Sandler and like Philip Seymour. What about Spanglish? Have you seen that? Isn't that like a serious? Is like an underrated gem. Isn't that like a Happy Madison movie that's kind of serious? Like, isn't that like, like, that's like one of those weird ones that's like, because that's the thing is like clicks kind of a high concept movie for a Happy Madison movie. (laughs) Yeah. But then it just becomes like Nick Swartzen and christopher walken being like oh your wife makes me horny (laughs) but uh yeah i'd say that's uh i'd say hubie halloween gets double recommend from both of us yeah i'd say watch it why the fuck not yeah it's halloween if you want to you know hang out with the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the partner you know or just just, by yourself or by yourself or some friends or whatever just throw it on for 100 minutes you're not gonna regret it uh, even if you don't really love it like us, I think you're gonna. Watch I think it without paying attention the whole time. Also. Yeah, like, and you'll still. There's like th- th- that non asexual line will get anyone. Like that that that's gonna make yeah. anyone laugh who has a good sense of humor. Yeah. If you don't laugh at that, you're fucking. I don't understand what you think's funny. Like that's just that that because the fact that you look up and it's a nun. Like you're just like that's the whole bit. It's just a nun. Yeah. Oh, all right. Last point I want to make about the movie. I just loved, like, Julie Bowen's character, Violet, that she wasn't, like, secretly evil and had some ulterior, ulterior motive. Like, she just had a crush on Hubie for some fucking I think it's really reason. funny that, like, Adam Sandler loves to get these ridiculously attractive women to yeah. just, like... And he plays characters... Like, if Adam Sandler by him... Like, Adam Sandler and Click, I could be like, all right, I understand why Kate Beckinsale has a thing because i feel like adam sandler was a goofball back in the day like he had the mullet and he was like in the rock and like he definitely seemed like a cool guy but like hubie how hubie dubois i don't know if he if this movie was realistic he would be like all right i don't think julie i I feel like if well small town massachusetts you never know yeah and she seems kind of she she was kind of she was kind of oddbally like throughout the movie she was a little bit of a goober yeah, but also like the whole bit when she's like, "You, how do you want me to go over there and beat you with that cat?" Yeah, yeah I was like, "Does she might be a psycho?" <laughs> but uh, Everybody's a little crazy in that town. Yeah, uh, but yeah, double recommend Hubie Halloween, good movie. 
Oh, yeah, man. so what are we gonna do next week? So, uh, so well, many other movies to choose from. Well, should is that? Do you want me to to say? Was transition, that transition. Say, okay, transition to the what we're doing next week. Uh, so next week we're gonna get a little bit more serious, and we're gonna do uh, our first double feature with a remake and the original. We're gonna do the two psychos, so the nineteen sixty psycho Alfred Hitchcock classic, just. One of the greatest. Trailer for which scared me so much when I was in fifth grade. The trailer for it? Yeah, we watched the trailer in my fifth grade, like reading class or whatever it was. Was that the one where where Alfred Hitchcock walked around and just talked about like how like oh this woman died here and you're just like is this movie real? Like yeah yeah no legit I thought it was a real movie. Uh, Like how like like, like, I was scared of shower curtains after that. I wouldn't (laughs) let my mom like if she cleaned my bathroom because I was a little boy. Like I would, I would be like, you have to leave the shower curtain open, or I cannot get it. Oh, I thought you just like showered without a shower curtain, which would be kind of fucking funny. And I did that. Be a bit of a mess. I did that in college for about a month because I just we never bought a shower curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I actually had that situation as well when I when I did my victory lap semester. Yeah, you just I uh, I did a month without a shower curtain because it was just me in the apartment. And, it's kind uh, of it's kind of fucking freeing, dude. Like you just like if you have to take a shit, you just you just jump out yeah, of the shower I'm, real quick. I'm not susceptible to any attacks. <laughs> they, nobody can sneak up on me. And if someone did, your problem is not having a shower curtain. It's who the fuck is in my apartment right now and who's gonna get me? <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, it's easier access. I can use the shower rod as a weapon. <laughs> And you just yank it out of the out of the wall. Yeah, because if there's a curtain attached to it, you're not gonna. If there's a curtain attached to it, you're not gonna be able to. It's just gonna be. All, it's like it's like throwing it's a cape. Mobile. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but then it's we're gonna. Psycho versus psycho. Yes. Yeah, the, the Vince Vaughn versus the Anthony Perkins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the 1998 Gus Van Sant remake, which is heavily controversial, uh, because I don't. I've never seen it. You've never seen it, right? I've watched like the first five minutes. Um, apparently it is what it was like it's legitimately a shot for shot i've yeah, heard like it's just every, shot in color yeah and, like, it's like updated. every single shot is the same it's not like when everyone says oh it's a shot for shot remake no gus van sant used the original movie as a storyboard yeah, yeah literally storyboarded so movie. what we're gonna do is probably just watch it and go into it and be like we'll compare and contrast uh and i guess we'll just see like i don't know i'm, I'm curious it's experimental so it'll be cool to talk about the the remake. It would be funny if we did that thing where we each have to defend the movie that we watched. Like, I don't want to do that to you because I don't want to make you watch only the, like, the new Psycho or whatever. I mean, I've seen the OG one, but I don't want to do that because I want to yeah. watch both. <laughs> yeah. I don't because like, what if I hate the new Psycho? Exactly. And then, and then you're I mean, like, part of the fun. And then you're like, yo, Psycho was great. And then I'm just like, uh, Vince Vaughn sucked ass. <laughs> I'm sure he's okay. Actually, I heard he is the fucking worst part of that movie. So, oh, nuts. <laughs> I like, Sorry, I heard it's Vinny. like weirdly miscast, but it'll be fun to watch. Last thing before, oh yeah, so Psycho is next week. Psycho, Psycho. It'll be really fun to jump into. Uh, last thing before we uh, sign off for the night is we like to we're gonna do this thing where we're gonna pitch an idea to each other uh it could be a remake it could be a reboot it could be a new ip it could be something that we like it could be whatever you want to make pitch me something and i'll pitch you something 
and we'll just so a creative idea that we have. And then someone who's listening, a creative executive could be like, that was a smart idea. We're not going to give them any credit and we're going to fucking take it. Does that work as a trademark? If like we say it on a podcast, have we trademarked it or can someone steal our idea and then not? I mean, have- we <laughs> would have a claim to the idea. Okay, so we can because say whatever. we've established that we thought of it first. So we can say whatever we want. All right, let's go. Yes, it's October 18th. Uh, yeah. Time is relative. Okay. Do you want to go first or should I? No, I want you to go first. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I had the idea to do Like Mike with Hockey. So essentially it's about a kid playing in a real low-rent rink in somewhere in uh, Ontario, wherever Connor McDavid grew up, uh, busted like boards, panels in the roof are missing. So like you know how at Wissahickon the sun would shine in your face at an early morning game. Oh, that suck. fucking brutal opening window. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That that kind of rank where like it's just busted in every a- aspect. Uh, he's the worst kid on the team, our hero. He's also the poorest. Um, and maybe we could say he's like a foster kid or something, you know, the way that Shazam made you like all the, that ragtag group of kids. Yeah, Shazam okay. made me think that foster kids are okay. Exactly. And they're not. We all know they're not. Yeah. Well, if you're adopted, you're clearly, there's something wrong with you, is what Nick's yep. getting at. That's, that's I, I, it's not, that's not my idea. I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in a box here and people think that I don't like kids who are adopted. Yeah. And I'm allowed I, to say that because both my parents were adopted. Fun fact. Really? Uh, not like straight up adopted. Like my dad was raised by his your dad, biological mom and a stepdad. Your dad was found in a in a box, yeah. like Harry Potter. Yeah, but aren't we all? With the stork leaves us. All right, getting back to the pitch. Poorest kid in the team. Um, he's got like raggedy equipment and all that shit. It's the last game of the season. It decides if they make playoffs. Um, and the team only has six kids total because they're like such a small little town that they only have six kids in the whole town to play on the team. So he shows up, but he forgot his jersey. And every kid on the team has to play, and you can only play if you have your jersey. So the only option is for this team to take Connor McDavid's 97 that was hanging in the rafters, retired jersey, bring it down off the uh, on the rope on a pulley, yank it down, give it to this kid, and it gives him magic powers. He fucks shit up. Ten goals, whatever it is. He's amazing. The kid, the team makes the playoffs. He goes nuts, keeps scoring goals, gets highly recruited. Yada, yada, yada. His whole story blows up. The NHL gets word of it. He becomes a 16-year-old or, or, well, I guess he'd be like 12. That's the point of the movie because it's a kid's movie. But he stays in his 12-year-old body when he plays in the NHL is what you're set is what yeah. we're getting at. Right. Yeah. He's granted like exceptional status for the NHL. Like, you know how in the OHL yeah. if you're 15 and you're nasty, you can join the league early. Mm-hmm. Basically they do that with this 12 year old because he's that fucking good, but he ends up getting picked up by Edmonton and he can't wear 97 because that's what Connor McDavid wears. And so he'll have to figure it out if he can keep his magic powers when he gets on the ice without his magic jersey. The thing that I want to know that's going to determine whether or not this gets picked up is does Little Bow Wow play the kid? And do they Irishman CGI Little Bow Wow to be Little Bow Wow from Lake Mike well, yeah. as the hockey player? That was what I was going to say is that he's not a child anymore. <laughs> 
So that would be tough. Uh, I don't know what his body looks like. I don't know if he's got a, a cherubic figure. I think that it would work beautifully if it was a little Bow Wow. I think then you start a universe of like Mike movies, like Connor, <laughs> like Mike, like Babe, and like Jeff Gordon. <laughs> because we'll, then yeah. we'll just make a NASCAR one because it'd be cool. <laughs> and skip football. Yeah, we don't need football. No, I like that idea. I mean, I've told you off air that I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like hearing, I liked hearing you kind of describe it a little bit more in depth. Um, yeah. So to, to close up, my idea is I'm going to use Hubie Halloween as a backdrop. And there's been news about this potentially being a thing, but I'm going to pitch my idea of what I think an Into the Sandlerverse movie should be if, okay, that, yes. if Netflix yeah. were to do it. All right. So the movie starts with Billy Madison and uh, Happy Gilmore both getting divorces later in their life and they're looking for meaning and they come to Salem where Hubie, how, Hubie has just become mayor and essentially the town's you know going well but they're putting on a uh, skills competition in order to kind of create this you know, to kind of branch out from the whole Halloween thing. Because as much as Halloween is a big deal in Salem, they want to be known for more. So Happy and Billy meet, and they're kind of like, you want to do this together? Because Billy is smart and Happy... Went to school. <laughs> and Happy is... Um, and Happy's really talented at golf oh, yeah. and hockey. Uh, <laughs> that's a, But it turns out that throughout their life, um, Eric and Shooter McGavin have been debating coming back and getting revenge on their own characters, and they meet in prison. <laughs> it's not known that Shooter goes to prison, but I feel like Shooter would have ended up in prison. Yeah, like, he I, would I, easily get a DUI. <laughs> Do you know he actually got one? Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I thought that. <laughs> um, but, uh, so they meet in prison, and they become friends with would it make wait actually hold on before I I know this is my pitch but happy would it make more sense for the mental institution or would it make sense for a prison? Um, I mean, prison makes sense, but mental institution fits with Hubie. Okay, so in the mental institution, they would they would meet in a mental institution, and uh, the only other person who hates Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore as much as Shooter McGavin is Hal L. And Hal L pulls and Hal L breaks these two out along with the two characters from Hubie Halloween, the Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider character. Wait, you're talking about Hal L from Superman. Hal L. That's his name and that's the orderly's name. Oh, I was thinking Cal L. No, Hal L is, oh, okay. uh, is breaks wow. out shooter and, yes. And then Christopher Reeves comes in as Superman. Nice. Yeah, right, <laughs> but uh, no, um, they break him out. And the, and the way that, that they're going to get back is they're going to beat these two in the skills competition. So the skills competition is essentially a golf and a, and a, and a, um, a smart. So essentially it's kind of like a retread of these two movies mixed together. I love it. And it turns out that Violet's twin sister is the is uh virginia virginia um, from what's her last name it's something with a v it's virginia vickers like, or something i don't know 
Veller or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Virginia Valer. That's what. Yeah, that's the twin sister. Nice. And uh, Shooter's trying to get her back too, even though he never had her. <laughs> so it turns. So it turns out that as they're go, as the skills competition is going on, more and more characters from the Sandlerverse go in. So like Bobby Boucher is in a football throwing competition. He shows up, oh, and yes. I love that. and and um and they're all just like meeting these people. And like I don't think it has to make a hundred percent sense that like all these characters are just going to show up to show up. Like it doesn't. Have, they don't have to be tied into the story. So yeah. like that's the beauty of my pitch is that like all these characters show up. So like. You know, you got Bobby Boucher is going to show up and um, uh, Donnie Burger will show up in a beer chugging competition. And, yeah, I like it. and uh, Han Solo. Deeds. He could uh, long felt with his black foot. Yeah. Uh, got the frostbite. <laughs> what other character? Uh, I, does Paul Crew count? Oh, oh! You could have Paul Crew and Bobby chucking, Boucher chucking bombs to Bobby. Bobby Boucher. Okay, Paul Crew goes to Bobby Boucher, and essentially, towards the end, you find out that um, <laughs> I don't know why I just got this idea, but you find out that one of the characters has to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Okay. So I imagine that in a in a twist, you find out that <laughs> you find out that the this entire event has been already viewed by the dad from click and he's fast forward to the end to essentially stop shooter and and eric from taking over the town from hubie which you find out is their actual plan at the end and then there's That's an event bananas and, and then there's an avengers-esque battle at the end you got in like battle. in like a schoolyard anchorman style and like uh, and like the guy shows up the rob schneider character shows up that goes the the pizza guy shows up and he has pizza cutters and he fucking tries to cut everyone and it's fucking crazy and yeah i think that if netflix wanted to give me a job in happy madison i would fucking create the best into the sandlerverse movie ever i think that that is how it should end and then obviously they all live happily ever after and then as it turns out was there like an alien movie with adam sandler at all or anything the last scene of the yeah is that it turns out that this was all just a game being played (laughs) by uh peter dinklage (laughs) (laughs) and none of this actually happened but it's all and it's called the sandman game (laughs) oh but it's not an extended universe we're not bringing in like the Nick Fury character of Adam Sandler's world. No, but then it turns out that Gus Bus comes in from um, Benchwarmers. From, that's a Happy Madison movie. Oh, it is. Know. Yeah, I did not know that. Or even better, instead of Pixels, we pull little Nikki comes in and essentially said they created or they've stopped the uni- They've stopped the ba- the battle, but the war's coming. And then it turns out that it's actually uh, it's the pixel characters are coming to Earth and they have to fight them again or something. They're like demons or some shit because that's how little Nicky's involved. Yeah, it's the demons from Castlevania, the vampires. There you go. I don't know. Uh Fucking. But yeah, there you go. So that's the movie. And then it starts an Avengers level franchise of Sandler movies. I love it. Yeah, I'll I'll watch every one. I mean, obviously. All right. That's uh, that's about it. 
that's that's my pitch. I hope I you enjoyed it. it. I think that's a winner. Yeah, so that's that's it for episode one of uh, Spoiler Alert. I think uh, I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, and shout out to our sponsors, Subway. Eat. They uh, they will give you a free foot long sandwich every time you if say you go in and you have a gun, and you <laughs> tell them I have a gun, and if you don't give me a Subway foot long sandwich, I'm gonna pull the trigger. And here's a pro tip. You don't actually need the gun. You could just tell them. They'll listen to you. (laughs) And that's a promise. Cue the monster mash. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash he did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match.